0: You're listening to the Bitcoin.com podcast. Our guest today is Philip Moore, COO of Frontier. This episode is brought to you by the Bitcoin.com exchange, the exchange you can trust. Buy and sell Bitcoin as well as 250 digital assets. The Bitcoin.com exchange is secure, fast, easy, and reliable. Register within seconds and buy crypto with a credit or debit card. Join our community of traders now, exchange.bitcoin.com. I'm your host, Dustin Planthold. Join us as we dive into the world of economics, politics, tech, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency. For even more crypto-related news, sign up at news.bitcoin.com or follow us on Twitter at Bitcoin.com. Now let's bring on our guest. Philip, welcome to the Bitcoin.com podcast.
1: Dustin, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, This is is a pleasure. It's a pleasure.
0: Yeah, same here. So let's talk about Frontier. What is Frontier?
1: So uh, really, the 30-second the elevator pitch for Frontier, without using a ton of technical jargon, is it's really a way for people to interact, view, manage, do all the things that they're doing right now uh, in, in, in this buzzword called DeFi. You know, all these different platforms and protocols are popping up, like uh, Uniswap, Balancer, Muniswap. You've got just a lot of these these sort of on-chain, really uh, super self-custody, decentralized ways of handling things. And there's not a whole, uh, there's not a suite of products that exist right now that allow people to view those positions. Delta and Blockfolio, they really give you some granular data around positions that you might have on exchange, uh, that you might have on some of the top exchanges, even the smaller ones, manual inputs. But in terms of in terms of more power user level, even the retail level now, what we've seen in 2020 is people are, are really craving information that they do not have, uh, and craving sort of access to parts of DeFi that they do not have.
0: Now, so, what is DeFi? I mean, I, you know, I've heard different variations yeah. of it, but what is your definition? How would you define it? All right. So I'll, I'll just
1: be quite honest with you and tell you that I actually hate that uh, word. I hate Defi. I say it, but I hate it. And the, the reason I hate it is because what it means is decentralized finance. And to, to be quite honest with you, the word decentralized is a bit of a meme. Uh, there, there's absolutely nothing uh, in blockchain crypto that is 100% decentralized. None of it is. Uh, you need KYC AML for on ramps off ramps that's a part of that's a part of this industry and we're super comfortable with that. So what people understand to be DeFi or what I call open finance in the company is a much much more uh, do it yourself way of interacting with crypto. So. These are things like trading, swapping, entering margin positions, entering anything that you would possibly do on a centralized exchange, but doing it in a way that's completely inside of your own wallet or inside of a, an extension like MetaMask or any, anything like this, okay? Um, it, it, it's essentially a way of doing anything that you could possibly do on an exchange but doing it in a way where no one else has custody over your funds but you. So I really do like using the word open finance, but what people understand DeFi to be is doing it yourself. It really is a DIY way of kind of interacting with the blockchain crypto space. Uh, for nerds, you know, we might say, well, it's all blockchain. It's, 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 this is the way that we interact with it. For, for retail traders, it's really just a different way to do crypto.
0: Interesting. Now, who is your, I mean, what sort of a customer are you looking for? Are you on the retail side? Or are you on the investor side? Like, what are, you, what are you looking for? Who's the right customer for you?
1: So back in 2019, eight, uh, let's say April, around April 2019, the whole thesis was that uh, TVL, TVL means total value locked. The amount of money that was coming in to a lot of these various protocols, platforms, products in DeFi, for example, Aave, Aave or like this, this this yearn finance, all of these different you know, compound maker, we noticed that the amount of money flow going into it was, was quite high. However, the type of money that was going into it was super rich. It, it was well money. It was not retail money. So last year, the thesis was, well, a lot of well investors want to be able to monitor those positions. So our initial target market were people who had a ton of money? You know, we're talking one, two, three million dollars of disposable crypto to just toss into any of these protocols to participate. Now, in 2020, what we've seen, especially in the summer of 2020, is a more smaller purse retail participation, where you might get people with a thousand dollars, or two thousand dollars, or five hundred wanting to do things, and so. The focus now, I would say, in 2020 and beyond, is much, much more geared towards retail, in uh, in sort of getting as many people as interested uh, in in DeFi as possible, while at the same time really not ignoring the fact that at the end of the day, there is going to have to be a lot of cooperation between centralized exchanges, decentralized protocols, all this entire industry. There's got to be a level of cooperation that. Uh, that makes it really really simple and easy for for everyone.
0: That's great and valuable insight and partnerships and what sort of partnerships do you have?
1: Um, when we started the again the, the I'll give you a sort of the I'll, I'll give you the juice, the strategy. So when we started, our strategy was, okay, we've got really good relationships with a lot of projects that are Binance IEOs, for example, Band Protocol, Kava, Elron, Harmony, Matic. These are just names of projects that, that, that really at the time in 2019 had a very, very large standing in the industry. Then we branched out a bit and said, okay, why don't we start looking at names like Cello through the Cello Alliance? You know, we're committed to growing the, the ecosystem. Why don't we look into Polkadot ecosystem through Staffy, uh, upcoming uh, protocols like Unilind? The, the, those are more of partnerships. And when we say partnerships, we mean integrations that we bake into the products that we build. If we're actually talking about investment uh, partnerships, for example, Bitcoin.com exchange or Mechanism, Woodstock, Alameda, NGC, all of, all of these sort of names that have come in on the token side, uh, those partnerships are super, super strategic in terms of getting us into places that we may not have been able to get before. So on the, on the product side, we're super focused on projects that are, are, are lacking that core competency, with defi that need it that need a team that can do it in a native way on android ios web that they don't necessarily have to, uh, have that competency to do yeah. and then on the investment on on, on the on the token side uh, the sort of who are the backers who are going to do that network expansion it's more of a traditional i guess businessy way of approaching it i would say it was, that that was sort of the thinking there
0: yeah, that, that's interesting. So where are, you, where are you all headed? I mean, where do you see yourself in the next couple months or year? I mean, what are some of the things you're working on right now?
1: Well, I mean, it, it's there are two parts to this that I think are going to affect uh, where I would like us to head. Uh, one is we really do try to be chain agnostic, meaning we want to do DeFi on, on Bitcoin, on Ethereum, Solana, Tron, what, really whatever chain someone is doing stuff on, we don't care. It, we really have no opinion about it. Okay. Uh, now, a lot of this is, is really going to depend very, very heavily on what happens in the next two to three, four, five, six months in the DeFi space. Is the current sort of excitement around it going to keep up, or are we going to start seeing uh, one or two things uh, pop up that aren't so great, like a smart contract exploit or just, just something that's not so good? Some unknown. that makes Yes, that makes people a little bit more trusting of centralized uh, exchanges that gets all that money sucked back out of defi and back into centralized exchanges that might change the way we view things a bit so what i would really like us to do all things being equal and things going well is just to get as agnostic as possible go where the money flows going and not get too too dogmatic about how we're developing that that's sort of the ethos i really try to try try to try to push into the company
0: now that's great so and i gotta ask from a personal side you know everybody has a story especially how they got into the space but how did you get into it I mean, what made you get interested in this?
1: Well, it's, it's, uh, I mean, if if I'm, it's, it's, so when I went to university, one of my uh, dorm mates was Brian Armstrong, who obviously Brian Armstrong of Coinbase. He and I from 2001 have known each other where, you know, I consider him a friend. We never, ever, ever talked about anything related to crypto ever. Hmm. It it was just one of these things where I got into open source software development at a company called automatic.com, which is the parent company of wordpress.com, which is also closely related to wordpress.org. And the whole, I would say in quotes here, religion around wordpress.org is open source. It was all about open source, sharing ideas, you know, putting all your code out there. Very much how 2009 Bitcoin sort of 2009, 2010 really started that whole open up, keep everything open, get the conversation going. Let's try something new. So it was around 2013, 2014 that I sort of we kind of had this meeting again. We talked a bit about things. We tried to do stuff together. It was just a very interesting conversation that lit this kind of spark in my head of, oh, this, 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 this might be something interesting. And so in 2016, 2017, I said, you know, I've had fun with WordPress. It's been 15 years, 16 years. I've done a ton of software development. I'm a little bit tired of it. But let's try something new let's just try something a little bit new. So that's that's how I got into the space. It was super techie. It was not a ton of speculative activity on my part. It was just all very, very kind of techie. I thought it was something interesting. And then in 2018, the CEO of the company really started pushing the concept of DeFi and open finance on me like, Philip, look at this, look at this, look at this, man. You got to look at it. You got to look at it. And so, once your buddy tells you to look at something yeah, about that twenty times, it. it, it
0: kind of just pulled you in, and as it consumed yes. you, ever since. Uh,
1: only sixteen hours a day. Not only much, sixteen.
0: Not much. <laughs> so yeah. this is like an all day plus a day kind of uh, kind of a story.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. So it's uh, we'll see how it goes, but it's 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 interesting enough to spend time on it. So that's
0: all we can ask for, right? That's all that's you. Can, all can. That's all you can do. Now you also have a token. Correct. Correct so, correct. so tell us about that. Tell us about the token.
1: So the entire, the entire idea here is that, uh, now let's just get away from the tech angle. But let's just talk about human behavior. You need incentives. You need incentives for people to participate in certain things. Yep. The same way that a centralized exchange might give you rebates of 50% or uh, special deals to participate on an exchange. Well, DeFi needs the same thing. You need uh, people to participate in on-chain trading with gasless transactions. You need for them to be able to get high-level. It's you, you, on the regulatory side. You really have to be careful with overpromising stuff. But in terms of on the uh, the, the incentivization side, the entire idea is that. We're really trying to incentivize as many people as possible to participate in DeFi. So, if that's using the application, getting rewards in the token, or using the token on different platforms in DeFi, or doing this or doing that, um, the the ultimate goal, I would say, is bringing that number of participants in DeFi from 80k. Or 100k to bringing that to like 500k or a million so it's 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 all sort of an incentive incentive uh, mechanism that we've got baked in sort of the roadmap of getting people in getting them participating and 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 a lot of that is baked into the utilities of the token that we're making that we have made and that we're sort of developing
0: and then how do you decide that i mean to me it's on the utility side where do you see the opportunities the biggest
1: The biggest opportunities 12 months from now are going to be dealing with a major problem that every single wallet faces or every single decentralized application faces. And that's dealing with uh, key recovery. So the reason why centralized exchanges are so wonderful is that they can help you get your account back. If you lose your wallet or if you lose your private key on, 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 on a wallet that you own, then you've just lost all your cash that's right so what we're working on is a way to trustlessly uh, recover those keys that does not rely on a third party and the way that you do that is you need stakeholders and those stakeholders are people who hold front token those are people who secure the chain that we use to essentially get back those private keys for people so that's the end game that's the end go- that's the end goal here
0: that's a great, now that that's includes a, great a lot of different things yeah what a great roadmap. right
1: so that Right. So in the other, the other, I would say midterm that includes things like governance, how we go about designing that chain and short term that, in, that includes things like, you know, giving rewards for staking, for liquidity provision, for referrals to the, to the applications that we're building. So it's a little bit of gamification up front, which leads to a longer roadmap of coming up with a way for users to trustlessly get back those 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 funds that that they they may have 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 lost uh participating in this wild wild west
0: yeah it is you know that's a great way to put it we heard that uh yesterday that it's the wild wild west and how long do you think this wild wild west will last for we days away from the end weeks away months away years years away
1: i think that if we are talking specifically about DeFi open finance. The, the the fervor over it right now, the only way that's going to stop is number one, well, two ways. Number one, people are going to get bored searching for new trends and new games. Or number two, there's going to be an extremely painful, massive smart contract exploit that loses a lot of people money. You need one of those two things to happen. Either people are just gonna get bored or they're going to get wrecked. What we say in crypto. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, that, that's that's how it happens. And I don't know when that's going to happen, but one of those will. After everyone finishes getting bored, there will be a lot, a lot of of, of people that that are staying around and participating. So I, I'm okay with this. I, I'm okay. I'm okay with the with, with what I would call a little bit of exuberance. Uh, right now that's okay it's it's an okay thing
0: man there's market cycles as well in the middle that you know when when people look at it to me is either you're a gambler or you're an investor and if you're an investor that you're going to have these cycles if you're a gambler you're right it's going to be painful it's going to be scary it's going to be hard but if you look at it from a long-term perspective while this show is not one about financial advice it's about common sense uh that many people get into crypto and they're gamblers uh, and then they're they're shocked that they're wrecked. They go, well, but you're acting like a gambler. What do you think happens? You, th- you think you're going to win every time? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so how do we learn more about Frontier?
1: Uh, I would say go to Frontier. That's F-O-R-N-T-I-E-R. Just the word Frontier. Dot X-Y-Z. Uh, there are a lot of Frontiers out there. So I'm super happy we got dot X-Y-Z. Super easy to remember. Frontier.xyz. dot X-Y-Z. It's got everything. Uh, People ask us, where's your white paper? I say, well, we've got products, man. We we don't really need a a white paper so much. Go to Frontier.xyz. It's got everything, everything you could possibly want.
0: That's great. Well, thank you again for coming on the Bitcoin.com podcast and sharing your story with us.
1: Thank you so much. This was a fantastic talk, and I thank you so much for it.
0: You've listened to another episode of the Bitcoin.com podcast. Subscribe at news.bitcoin.com where your journey begins.